Democrats were shuddering privately just a few days ago about how big the margin was going to be. Republicans were predicting a red wave, but they may end up with the same slim majority Democrats have had for the last two years. We are going to take the House back. But we've got so much more to do, and I have only begun to fight. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last... Welcome back to a super episode of the Ruthless Variety Program. We're going to do a big game day, fellas. Yeah, we're going to take a little break from covering the news of the day, and we're going to give you all candy. All candy. (laughs) I mean, everybody deserves it. Yeah. It's been a... Look... A lot of stuff going on, no question about it. Yeah. But but every once in a while, you need to sit back, relax, and enjoy a few games. Pour yourselves a bourbon, and uh, let's have some fun. Huh? Yeah, this is basically a gift to our listeners. Who've, who've, we appreciate your support so much. They're getting an all-game spectacular. Let's do it. Well, I think the first game we have to play is Dem or Journo. Okay. Let's hit that theme song. Demorgerno, 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 nobody knows. Always a classic. It's a classic game. Uh, I appreciate uh, John Ashbrook putting these together because it's not an easy one to find content for. If anybody knows how to do it, though. Yeah. Yeah. We got a real ringer on uh, on the, the show here. Uh, so all of these are themed on you know the House investigations mm-hmm. that are going on mm-hmm. uh, with the new Republican majority in sure. the House. Four statements for our new listeners, three of which are journalists. One is a Democrat operative. Holmes and Smug need to decide who is the Democrat operative. Very difficult. Very, very difficult. Okay. Statement number one. The panel selected by Jordan could have been assembled in the green room of Fox News. (laughs) Okay. Statement number two. The House Judiciary Panel has broad authority, but conflicting views. Oh, broad authority, but conflicting views. Okay. Statement number three. To the extent new information emerged from the hearings, it undercut Comer's own prepared summary of the situation. And the hearings featured much more political posturing than anything amounting to proof. Mm, mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. Okay. I can't believe that so far so at cool. least two of these are... are it's so... 100%. 100%. So cool. This is the world we live in. It's ama- amazing. Okay. Uh, statement number four. It's a fresh infusion of bonkers. <laughs> Atop the House panel charged with conducting oversight of the government's response to the COVID pandemic. These people are criminals. Wait, hold these on. Journals. I just, dude, that's, oh. Can you believe these? Oh, you know what's, what's sad about this is I know Ashbrook and the judge and the jury on this, and I know that somehow bonkers, which should never, ever be used in an editorial content and any place, anywhere, is somehow not 
going to be the operative. That's the thing that's like just driving me absolutely nuts. Like Trump really broke their brains to the point that activism is journalism. That's what that's what's become. Like every one of them is expected and pressured, especially when they're in that like a uh, uh, press room, like questioning. Uh, they, I, I, you remember that note that was left? One journal, I think they left it for like an OAN reporter, where they're like, "How did your question help fight the COVID pandemic?" Today? <laughs> <laughs> and now look at what's become of these people. Yeah, yeah. Do, does right. anybody need to reread them anything? I think I'm good. I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna turn around. I, I've got okay. a, I got a fresh guess. Smug is going to submit his answer. He has submitted. Holmes doesn't see. Okay, I didn't see, but let me just say, like bonkers. Typically speaking, if anybody says the word bonkers, they're ruled <laughs> out as a journalist. But but knowing this game and knowing the judge and jury and the procurement that Ashbrook has done here. Uh, I have to leave it in. There's like so many levels of kung fu and reverso. Like you never know. I have to leave it in. Um, so I'm going to leave it in. Okay. The first one, the panel selected by Jordan could have been assembled on Fox News. Um, that to me is a telltale sign of a journal because okay. operatives actually don't go up against Fox News. Journals do. Okay. It's mm. part of their own sort of pious view of their own ability to dis, to differentiate between fact and fiction. That, that is one of their favorite hobby horses. One of their favorites. So that's definitely a journo. Uh, on the second one, I'm going to leave. On the third one, undercut Comer's summary. It's a tough deal. So it's between two and three to me. The reason that I'm going to go with two here is because of the word conflicting. Because if you're an operative, the most important part, the most important thing that you can do in terms of congressional testimony is to try to show that there's dissension in the ranks in terms of your opposition. Yeah. Disarray. That your opposition is not totally locked in mm-hmm. on what the story is. Mm-hmm. Conflicting is a key word to me. That's why I choose two. I love your rationale there. However... Oh, come on. Number one is the Dem operative. Ooh. No! And Holmes, it was incorrect, and Smug was correct. He picked one. So so my thinking on that, I, I like your pick because you make a really good point. Like, a, It's sad that a lot of journalists have turned, okay, uh, attacking Fox News is, is like, you know, helping, is beneficial to me, uh, so I'll do that. It's the same reason why they hate uh, Twitter any alternative media, why they hate it because they don't want competition. They want to remain the gatekeepers. Um, but what I, I really thought is, you know, from a selfish perspective, you know, uh, these Dems have really tried to make Fox News politically a demon because Fox News is basically the only place a Republican candidate can go on TV. Well, it's the know? it's the greatest it's the greatest aggregator of, of conservative audience in the world. Yeah. So yeah. so so they want in the same way that they uh, have nominated Gigi Stone again for the FCC. Yeah. They essentially want to ban any conservative voice from being allowed on television, on the internet, anywhere. Yeah. So you've seen Democrat operatives be like, okay, Fox News is the devil. They've locked got, back in. Yeah. That's it. That's one hundred percent it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So that was actually, uh, it's this dark money group, the congressional, what is it called? 
integrity project. No, they're so going to keep yeah, the integrity going. The Congressional Integrity Project was recently stood up as a response to oversight being conducted by how the house of representatives against the biden administration wait are you telling me these people didn't care about integrity when donald <laughs> trump was president no. you're telling me that th- these folks don't have a long track record of bipartisan standing I up to the corrupt powers that. i am shocked they have integrity. It says right there it in their name. It says it yeah. in its name. It, it's just like Antifa. They're just fighting fasters. It's integri- <laughs> integrity. Oh, um, so for uh, for can, the for the record here, though, also real quick, I just need to find out who said bonkers. Yeah. So number two uh, was ABC News, the House Judiciary Panel, broad authority, conflicting, conflicting. Views. Okay. Yeah. Well, they were doing the work then yeah. that a dem operative would do. Uh, yeah. Statement number three uh, to the extent of new information by the hearings undercut Comer, yada yada yada. You know, posturing uh, more than anything amounting to proof. That was Aaron Blake at the Washington Post. Oh, that's not a surprise. Good God. That's not a surprise. And number four, uh, bonkers, was uh, Jen uh, Bendery uh, from HuffPo. She is a Dem operative. I feel like like that's, again, like we've had this argument with Dem Dem or Journo. I understand that she's a Journo. It's the nature of the game. But boy, do you really counter as a journo? No, I mean, and she is, she is. However, so out it's no there. different than than we do the Ruthless Variety program. It's a journalistic. Uh, yeah, but, but it should. Well, we it, are credible. It shouldn't yeah. be up. It shouldn't be up to us to gatekeep their own profession. If they choose to say that they are a reporter, then they're a reporter. Okay. The, I, I think the, they should be jailed, dude. The, the, be- jailed. The, 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 the best thing, the jailed. absolute best thing, this is a very fun game to play, but it is. it also says something very serious about journalism today in that it is very difficult to determine who is speaking. Yep. Is it the Democrat who's talking? Is it the journalist who's talking? And the tagline, nobody knows. Nobody knows. It's, it, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it is, I, I actually think that this game is having an impact. Uh, Michael and I were looking through what, what some of the people have been writing lately, and it's been a little bit better. I, I, th- I turned the corner a little bit? It's been a little bit better. Like you don't see words like bonkers mm. everywhere? Not everywhere. So, mm. I, and what has happened is in recent years, you had essentially the slack of these publications, like the slack at the Washington Post, the slack at the New York Times, is basically mob rule of those newsrooms where like, you know, some boomer journal who's been a beat reporter for 30 years and knows what they're doing and how to write a story about facts. Right. Like, well, we'll get crucified. Right. If they're like not an activist saying that Trump is the most dangerous force on earth and he's a KGB. And agent. you need to say racist. Yeah. Like you they, need to say you need to say lie like there have you been need, cases that's the big thing right there's been cases of like you've seen reporters that are like the, the older ones will take buyouts and stuff because they just get completely destroyed yeah by these young kids who are just lawless monsters well to that point i mean a lot of the people that uh john and i grew up with dealing with in the press have long since taken buyouts and mm-hmm. left yeah a lot of them have. i mean and you can't blame them i mean dealing with these 20 something fanatics who are not interested in providing information to their audience are only interested in like pursuing some sort of ideological end i mean it's exhausting it's not news it's not journalism it's not interesting it's it's completely stupid and hopefully some of these old timers come back and reinvigorate the the profession i I don't know if you guys i don't know if you guys saw this this is sort 
pretty recent news, um, but there's this research outfit, I guess, if you want to call it that. It's the Global Disinformation Index. Mm-hmm. Is this some, this is some great. This is very important. Stuff. This, is, this is great. It's Soros, fascinating. Soros stuff. Yeah. So there's a bunch of left wing groups. Um, the uh, Washington Examiner did a whole investigative series okay. on, on this group. But uh, the Global Disinformation Index, uh, funded by our own State Department as My well. My God. That's important. Um, <clears throat> has partnerships with ad exchanges digital ad exchanges to basically blacklist sites that they see as being purveyors of misinformation. No, so you can't advertise on them? Right. So so then, you know, you can block them from your ads or, or, or the ad exchange might block them without the advertiser's knowledge. Oh, my God. And the Global Disinformation Index says the Huffington Post is a reputable no. mainstream website. No, no one that just said bonkers. Ma- main, mainstream. Yes. Would you would you mainstream? Like, would you like to know all the ones they say are harmful and dangerous? Yeah, I'd love, I'd be love to. I'd love to. You know, Daily Wire. Oh you know, Daily Caller. All all the conservative publications. Are you kidding me? Correct. One hundred percent. The Washington That's, Examiner was there. But too. wait, what obligation do any of these ad exchanges have to listen to any of this nonsense? They just willingly go, well, it, go it, along with so, it. So I got so I got a little bit of, of the puzzle. Uh, a puzzle. So there was this group. They kind of have fallen apart called uh, Sleeping Giants, where oh, their yeah. purpose was basically they want to pressure companies to not advertise on any conservative outlet whatsoever. Right? They they were hoping to basically bankrupt every conservative media outlet. Um, they had their own like internal falling out because like it turns out that the guy who ran it. Was like because uh, libs are crazy. Well, he was like also like a super, I guess, sexist and mistreated the oh, women. Weird. Because it's every woke dude is yeah. like that, right? And it turns out at the end they're totally racist too. Oh yeah, yeah, so, I got yeah, it. wolves in sheep clothing. And yeah. so the lady who was there like broke off and started her own group, and she's gotten heavy into this game of trying to pressure ad exchanges, of trying to pressure advertisers into like blacklisting conservative. Media outlets. Imagine, dude. Imagine this person's life. Yeah, I know nothing about you. Didn't even say her name. Imagine this person's life, where they go home every night after a day's work, right. and they're like, "Oh, I've done something good for the world. I've made sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that any opinion that's not mine cannot be heard across it's, this country." It is. It is the that's most it. vanilla and bloodless life you can lead. The thing that makes conservatives so strong. And that makes us so so superior. I think is that we sort of like people who think differently than us. We're not afraid of. No, them. you listen to it. You do because it sharpens you're like, your okay, tools. Exactly. Yep. You're, you're okay. That's an interesting point of view. I've got my point of view. Honestly, that's what makes America great. Yep. In these libs who want to take out anybody who thinks differently, that is that is un-American. It's because their insane belief system can't stand up to scrutiny, so they have that, to I think create. That's right an absolute shutdown of any conflicting ideas. And so this lady, what's great is, so the Washington Examiner does this deep dive, great investigation, outstanding work on this. And then I guess Microsoft, one of the companies who had been like- Funding? Who, no, who had been uh, like adhering to the rules oh, yeah. of, of them. Because they have an ad exchange as well. I mean, like, I don't think it was malicious on the part of a lot of these ad exchanges. They thought they were doing, they were blocking bad sites for their advertisers, yeah. right? But they didn't know that they were in bed with left-wing lunatics so, so microsoft you reversed homework you would think i hope people get smarter and so microsoft reversed its policy on this right and then this lady <laughs> lost her mind had an absolute <laughs> meltdown 
where she was accusing like all these executives of being like you're all being controlled by like potent and disinformation. My God, like really lost to, it. To to ex- to explain to our but list, the saddle came off the horse oh, yeah. at that yeah, point. Hundred percent. Right? To explain yeah. to our listeners how this works, like if you are going to use, you know, a DSP with ad platform to, to to serve like video ads and display ads you're across nerd, the internet. You're nerd out here. But I'm saying you. What I'm saying is you don't generally go directly to a website and say I want to buy your ad space. Right. Right. You use this these things yeah, called ad like, exchanges. It's not like newspapers were back in the day right. where you would buy like the Star Tribune. Right. And- full page you're like you're like i'm interested in reaching this audience and i'm going to reach them across a hundred websites right but because these ad exchanges were you know partnering with this misinformation whatever just to read the list here again these are the websites that they say are low risk these are the the great ones npr ap the new york times propublica (laughs) usa today the washington post buzzfeed news BuzzFeed News apparently not dinged for the fact that they carried a year's worth of completely fabricated Russiagate stories. Also, did they even exist? I don't know. Like, oh, also, literally. It's, it's written by AI now. Yeah. yeah. It's and, not even written by people. And and, Huff, and Huff, Huffington Post is, is on here. Um, the sites that they were blacklisting, Reason, the Washington Examiner. My God, Reason? Yeah. The Washington Examiner? Real Clear Politics? No, Real Clear. Come on. New York Post? Get out the of New here. The New York Post. Yeah. Can you believe this? Daily Wire. One of the oldest papers in the country. Yeah, Daily Wire, The Blaze, They're One American News. They're so much News, smarter than one of the oldest the federal, papers. In the, the Federalist, country. Newsmax, American Spectator, and The American Conservative. These Re- are these are their is- top 10 list of, quote, the riskiest online news outlets. You got to be seriously. Kidding me. Seriously. Yeah. Oh we funded God. funded with our State Department's dollars. Are you kidding me? Yeah. We have to fight against this. Yeah. This is... Ladies Where is and, the la- hearing on this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, ladies totally. and gentlemen, there is no more important subject for you to fight against than freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. And if a government-funded, woke, liberal, pseudo-corporation is pushing against your freedom of speech... You need to rage against that right now. Again, it's a perfect example of like what's happening with Gigi Stone, where for the third time, Biden has nominated her for the FCC, and her mission is basically, I want to ban all conservatives from being heard anywhere online, anywhere on TV. And like uh, uh, during the hearing, I think it was Ted Cruz who pulled up like her old tweets, where it's basically oh, yeah. just like the most insane left-wing garbage. Mm-hmm. And it's just another example. Like these people are trying to use the force of the government right. to silence Americans. I mean, think about the number of people throughout our history who have died to protect their freedom of speech, yeah. to protect our freedom of speech, and they just want to give it away to some ideological bastards. I that's mean, it. Fuck Dude, that is them. <laughs> that's, fuck that's them. it. No, you so got, we you, need to you, stop. You them. got the voice all fired Spe- up. Speaking of ideological bastards, okay. I think we should make fun of some more of them. So I think we have to get to our new game. Oh yes, which we will be playing again. Ah, oh, fantastic! Mad Libs. Let's hit. Let's hit that theme song. Mad, 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 madly, mad, 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 madly, mad, 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 so very mad. Ooh, 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 mad, mad. Mad, madly, mad, 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 madly, mad, 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 madly, mad, 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 mad,
It's a great theme song. <laughs> to be honest with you, the second time feels better. Feels even better. It does. It song. grows. Uh, so again, you know, it's a new game. We've only played it once, but basically, I'm going to read tweets where I'm going to leave out a word or phrase, and then Ashbrook and Smug and Holmes have to guess through multiple choice what the blanked out word or phrase is. Yep. <clears throat> Tweet number one. This is from John Cusack, oh. the uh, actor. I think every public voice should be calling for blank to resign. Unequivocal, absolute intolerance for this abdication of oath of office. He is now the most dangerous man in America. By protecting class, he may permanently kill democracy. Oh, my God. I'm trying to think of like what the issue would have been that even arose. Dude, they're mad every day. (laughs) What is they're mad every day? That's why this game is awesome. Uh, Okay, so this is multiple choice. A. Pete Buttigieg. (laughs) Damn, moment of clarity. B. Ron DeSantis. Oh yeah. C. Jerome Powell. D. Merrick Garland. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, that actually could be it. You just really don't know. You don't know, man. That's a tough list. Why Jerome Powell? <laughs> what? He's, I mean, he's had it with interest rates. Cusack oh, <laughs> <laughs> was trying to get into a thirty-year mortgage. He's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> Vacation home is simply unaffordable. <laughs> an, abdi- an abdication of the oath of office. <laughs> the most dangerous man in America. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. Oh. Okay. Oh. Okay. All right. I'm gonna turn around. Uh, well, you don't have to turn around. You we'll, want me we'll to get lead? them all at once? You want me to lead with it? Well, the way that we did it last time, yeah, at least, was went. we went around the horn and, and we adjusted who had to go first. So you would go first in the first round, and we have three rounds. Okay, all right. Um, so here's the problem that I have. Like, ordinarily, I would say it's DeSantis right away. But, like, can I get a one re- reread of that? Sure, sure, sure. I think every public voice should be calling for blank to resign. Unequivocal, absolute intolerance. For this abdication of oath of office, he is now the most dangerous man in America. By protecting class, he may permanently kill democracy. So, so you know what's funny about this is I, I actually think it might be Jerome Powell. I'm going to take number three. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jerome Powell. I think you're right. Class is the thing. Like, initially, I was 100% thinking is DeSantis, but like, <laughs> This is so. I, I, I'm like, oh, this wow. more, these oh, arms will not stand. <laughs> I'm going with Jerome Powell. He's like, dude, how funny would it be if he got like some teaser rate that ballooned <laughs> to like 14%? And he's tweeting out that the guy needs to like be impeached. And you said this is Kusak, right? Yeah. So you could see him standing outside of the Fed with a with the boombox yeah. on, <laughs> on his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Uh, Ashbrook. Okay. Uh I'm gonna go 
a little bit different um, in this one. I'm going to say Merrick Garland because the left is beside themselves that Merrick Garland has not prosecuted Trump more, done more against conservatives, and they think it's that the Mer- Sherry Masherry tag. Yeah, yeah, they think that Merrick Garland's job is to be their own personal policeman for whatever offends them on a daily basis. And in fairness, yeah. he has been trying to do exactly that. Like so, when he when he says that parents in Virginia are domestic terrorists, I mean the guys tried to be their personal attack dog. Yeah, the, right. that's and that's what the, that's what the libs uh, all really want. So okay. I'm I'm gonna say D Merrick Garland. Okay. Ashbrook is right. Wow. Yeah. Gosh. Is this because of student loans? So I just don't like. I don't know why he said by protecting <laughs> class. That's what I'm getting. But but in reading it, that's why I put Jerome Powell I, in there. Yeah. Because they it has Dude, awesome suggestion. Because there has been no, a little like, bit of traffic on Jerome Powell that he like from Elizabeth Warren and everything. Yeah, no, that the Warren thing is what I picked up on. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I included him in there and it was sort of bait for you. I guys. think it's I think it's evidence that John Cusack is the guy who reads the lines, not the guy who writes the lines. Mm. <laughs> <Boom>. Nice. <laughs> Owned. Take that, Cusack. Yeah. Get wrecked. Get wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> Put him in your body bag, Johnny. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, this 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 next one's the serious XM XM guy, like the left wing guy, Dean Omadai. What? Oh, yeah. What do you say his name? Huh? I'm not gonna try to pronounce it. Pierre, Pierre Omadai. No. Yeah. Is that who it is? Is it Pierre? Amadella. Amadella. Pierre Omadire? No, 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 no. This guy's on Sirius. Dean, his name's Dean. He's like on the left wing. I've never Sirius heard of this fucking guy. Anyway, this is his, uh, his statement. Blake, blank ain't funny to me, but we see that there's an audience out there for shit like that. <laughs> there's an audience out there for shit like <laughs> Joe Rogan. There's an audience out there of fucking shitty people. <laughs> Without knowing the names, I bet blank is hilarious. Can I can I get one more reread? I want to see who the blank is exactly. Blank ain't funny to me. Okay. But we see that there's an audience out there for shit like that. There's an audience out there for shit like Joe Rogan. There's an audience out there of fucking shitty people. Did you like my, did you like my read of that? Yeah, no, I did. I did. You said he's on XM. Yeah. It's hilarious to me that, that places like XM have shows like that. That no one's ever heard of. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge platform, yeah. right? And the fact that we do this for a living and have never heard of this dude, yeah. like, congrats, XM. Yeah. Hats off. Really yeah. great work at audience gathering. Yeah, the talent scouts. Really, really reach the uh. grass tops with that. Everybody, the decision makers are definitely making this. Uh... Anyway, go ahead. Oh, excuse me. It wasn't Dean. It was actually, hold on, Liz Winstead. Well, it makes no difference. Yeah, yeah. same. same so there same, we go. Same dipshit, different okay. name. No okay. idea. Um. So, you have to go first, Smug. What? Who are the blanks? Oh yeah. Blanks. Oh, well, excuse Jeez, me. The judge of the jury. Excuse me. Well, that's a new game. I'm still feeling it out. Said too many claws. Yeah. A. <laughs> a Greg Gutfeld. Okay. B. Elon Musk. C. Steven Crowder. D. The Ruthless Variety Program. Can I get a date on this tweet? Wait, 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 wait. 
Dude, that would rule if they tried coming for us. The date, uh, February 11th. Okay. It, 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 first of all, the fact that none of us have heard of this thing, I don't, don't think that that would rule. <laughs> I don't think that. <laughs> you got an old man shouting in a shack somewhere. It's like, oh, it's awesome. We don't like your show. Yeah, it's like, oh, we don't think it's funny. I'm half masked over here thinking about that. Oh no! I don't think it would rule. Jesus. Okay. So, so for my guess, I'm going with Gutfeld. I think um, there's been a lot of mentions lately about how he has the number one late night show. Like he's killing all the competition. On oh the yeah, that's networks. true. So that's got a lot of of libs mad. I see what you're doing here. Okay, Ashbrook, you got to go next. I'm going to go Crowder since he was in the news and uh, a lib who does not have much of an audience on XM is looking for an audience on Twitter and is probably mentioning Crowder on Twitter because Crowder was mentioned in the news recently. Hmm. It was precisely, like Hmm. literally precisely my logic Mm -hmm. on this. I'm also going to go with three Crowder. Smug is right. It's Gutfeld. Wow. No. Yeah. yeah. But I put in Crowder for precisely that reason. That's a, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Gutfeld, here's the thing. Gutfeld works harder than almost anybody else in show business, and he has for years and years working that red graveyard eye. shift. Yeah, red eye. For 10 years or something. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, putting up a good show every night, coming in, doing everything. Like, the guy... The guy works really hard, and he is—he's very funny. He's got a lot of energy, and I. And he does two shows. Like the he, the guy puts in the work. He, yeah. I think, you know, I mean, there's obviously been a lot of people in this space, including us, and a lot of other people on the right who have more lighthearted programming. But I think because it's on Fox, they see it as a real existential threat to like the monopoly that the left has had through shows like The Daily Show, yeah. Where, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where, where they love making fun of Republicans and Republicans are idiots and everything, but when that mirror is put back on them, they get really uncomfortable really fast. Yep. Mm-hmm. And suddenly nothing's funny, right? Like, that's not funny, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah. I'm sorry, I saw a lot of Jon Stewart bits that weren't fucking funny. And but everybody clapped like seals because they agreed with it ideologically. Yeah, and, and to a great extent, they really have done to themselves. Like, if you see what has become of, like, the Colbert show... Where his his punchline is basically, bad guy Republicans are bad guys, right? And the audience, like you said, they yeah. clap like seals. Like he doesn't have any actual jokes, right? There's no wit. There's nothing clever. It's just like, and and Donald Trump is is a Nazi, right? And then everyone claps and laughs. Like the humor's gone. Late night right. is not where you see any humor. Fallon's the same way. No jokes. I'll all tell you the one guy. The bullshit. one guy that's changed all that because he's understood what you're talking about is Mar. Yeah, Bill Mar. Mm-hmm. He yeah. he used to be just sort of a, oh, like they're a very dogmatically lib. They're very angry at him too. Oh, they hate him so much because he actually is turned now to just be like total truth teller. Right. He's a lib like ideologically. Right. right. But he's also he looks out at the world and is like Jesus, you people are insane. Yeah, he had this. Um, long monologue about um being green yeah that i think oh know. that was the, that was one of the greatest if you haven't right. seen it go into either twitter or or google search it 
it, it's worth watching because it, it shows all of the hypocrisy the, right. and all of the insanity behind the green movement. Right, right. Like, why should we be taking orders from people who, you know, fly to Davos on private jets Bingo. and talk about how the the world's on fire? Mm-hmm. And um, it's 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 genius. You should check it out. Okay, so that's one for Smug. That's one for Smash. Hopefully you gotta you can get this to a draw here, Holmes. Oh, I know. God, I'm working out. Well, I'm the defending champion. <laughs> um, okay. Third round. Okay. From none other than Jennifer Rubin. Wow. And I just gotta say here uh, uh, a note. You know, she updated. You know, she for a while she had like the pro democracy in the middle. Yeah. Now it's pro privacy. Oh, well, I don't know. What that, I don't know what that's a reference to. Interesting. But I just thought for the listening audience, they should know. You know, Jen, Jen's on some new stuff. She's now. She's now. <laughs> she's got a new thing. <laughs> got it. Okay. She's got a new thing. Okay. Well, she doesn't want. She doesn't want any Hunter stuff to get public. Yeah. Right. That's probably it. Okay. Okay. Uh, she shares an article. Okay. <laughs> okay. First of all, guys, the reason, real reason why I included this is Jen Rubin is trying to share an article. I'm not going to tell you what article. I don't want to give away what the article is because it might give away the Mad Lib. But she's trying <laughs> she's trying to share an article and she forgets the H in the HTTPS. Oh. <laughs> so it's just like calling back slash back. Right, so she just has her comment and then just a string of characters. <laughs> <laughs> And a, li- a link that doesn't unfurl, <laughs> which is like immediately I saw that and I was like, yes, let's do it. What, what was the time of day? Oh, I, I don't have it here in the dock. It would be amazing if it's like 4 a.m. or 6 a.m. or she's already just like into it. Uh, so here's here's the tweet on top of the art, uh, the article that didn't unfurl. I bet I can read it to you. Blank adopt their views as articles of religious faith. They aren't going to re-examine them easily. This problem goes way beyond government. And the four options here. A, election deniers. B, evangelicals. C, Christian nationalists. D, MAGAs. Wow. Okay, we're not allowed to know what the article was supposed to be. No. Okay. No, the article will probably give it away. Okay, I'm going to say evangelicals <clears throat> because um, Christian nationalists, obviously, um, in, in a lot of circles, it, it, or in her circles, is a little bit more of a pejorative term. And what she's trying to do is attack a, a broader swath of of the Republican voting demographic. You're, say, you're saying it's too incendiary. Yeah, yeah. And I think I'm going to say evangelicals, not just because it's incendiary, because she's trying, she is trying to capture a bigger group of people, mm. and she is trying to attack a bigger group of people. And uh, therefore, I'm going to say evangelicals. Holmes? So one of the things as a connoisseur of Jennifer Rubin mm-hmm. um, that I have noticed over the last six to eight months is that her ideology with its shift has not just shifted in terms of conservative and liberal. She's actually become 
uh, virulently anti basic a, a bigot. She's become a bigot. She's become a bigot. Yeah. Let's let's just say it. Yeah. Right. And so, like, her view, and I don't know if it has anything to do with her religion or or anything to do with whatever, but she disassociates herself from her own or her previous ideology, mm-hmm. a conservative ideology. And in doing that, she pushes Christian nationalist mm-hmm. forward as an idea that Christian nationalists are different and somehow the ones who have created this problem that she's now disassociating from. Right. Right. It's not it's not necessarily a uh, an ideological shift from her, clearly. Mm-hmm. Right. No, she's gone from pro-life to pro-choice. Right. Uh, that, <laughs> it's not it's not her own views that have done that. Right. It's Christian nationalists. Yeah. Who've done that. OK. Can you reread the statement? Blank adopt their views as articles of religious faith. They aren't going to reexamine them easily. This problem goes way beyond government. A, election deniers. B, evangelicals. C, Christian nationalists. D, MAGAs. I'm going to go with evangelicals. Evangelicals. Holmes is right. Mm. We have a three-way tie. That's why I picked it. <laughs> you know, listening listening to Holmes's explanation, I was persuaded. Well, that- and, and in listening to it and knowing that you were right, and I mean, this is the second time we've played this game. But as you found yourself down a point, yes, might I make a recommendation? You sure. find yourself there again, and you got someone playing behind you, you sort of like an in answer. poker. Give an answer. Hide the ball. Yeah, no, I think that's right. Hide the ball. Don't give a reasoning. I think that's right because you don't you don't want Smug to get you know on your side, and then he wins. Now it was not a good poker play, but I felt the audience and it was need, it was great for the audience. I felt the audience's need for an explanation no. as to why it is. That that answer I, is correct. I appreciate. See, I that. saw it as, as as game theory of like, okay, if if Ashbrook's right, and I don't side with him, then he gets a win. Yeah, that was the one thing that that Holmes had going for him was you were tied with him, so he would maybe hedge towards Ashbrook. So at the very least, he's going to come in at a time. Yeah, worst play scenario time. Yeah, mm, interesting. What a game! What a game! What, what a game! A game. So we got another game, huh? Well, yeah. I mean. It's it's the extravaganza. It's the candy episode, which can only mean one thing. Dem or Jern, or no, I'm sorry, not Dem or Jern, King of the Hill. However, we've had an issue. We've had an issue with King of the Hill. We've had a big issue. There's been significant bias. <laughs> There's been significant bias it's, from it's, the judge and jury. It's frankly... Uh, and so here's what's going to happen. Is now I'm going to be... The judge and jury. Smug, Smug and has so, filed a complaint. He's trying to get me disbarred. And so so we're going to have a game. The contestants are going to be Duncan and Holmes, and I'm going to be the judge and jury. And so everyone should choose their words carefully, given that I'm making the decisions here. Look at that. The power's already gone to yeah, his head. Yeah, that's right. She's on the other foot now. I, I, I'm wary of that. There's no question that I'm wary of now the powers to be. I feel like I'm the victim of circumstance. I got removed from the bench. How are you the victim? I'm the victim of circumstance because I've I've been too good at the game. And you've now changed the rules. So you're insulting me. All right. Well, I'm, I'm taking that into note. I, I am now I am now at a point where I, 
I thought we all played by the same set of rules. <laughs> so so, so what, 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 what happened is, is the system was rigged. <laughs> the now system was we're, rigged. we're bringing the power back to the people. That's what we're doing. I am kind of excited to get to play the game on the other side for a change. That might be fun. And, and I'll promise everyone this is I will be completely unbiased. My only, like, you know, there's no way to really play to the jury except for one factor is what do I think the audience would find the funniest? That's who I'm going to side with. Um, so, Holmes, you have our defending champion, Jennifer Brain Rorms. I do. Ruben. Who do you have, Duncan? I'm playing Sherry, my Sherry, Sherry Jacobus. Let's get into it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, your attention, please. It's time for King of the Hill. In the red corner, fighting out of her own Twitter account. Returning for a chance to reclaim her crown. And Kami Cherry Jacobus. And now, in the blue corner, fighting out of the Washington Post and current. Champion of the world, Jennifer Brain Worms I'll tell you, that's the best voice in show business, <laughs> bar none. It's great. <laughs> it really is. It's so good. So for, for new listeners, uh, the way we play King of the Hill so is that our contestants, Holmes and Duncan, will like take turns through the looking glass. reading a series of tweets, and I'll pick the winner. Best of three gets it. And I got to go first because I'm the challenger. Well, usually right? the champion goes first. Oh, I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah. I that's thought if anybody would know the rules. Well, I'm through the looking glass. Jesus, this whole thing is upside yeah. Well, down. I mean, maybe if you knew the rules, we wouldn't be in this predicament. But oh! Holmes, go right ahead. Unbelievable. <laughs> what an incredible attack on me. I created this game Your for Honor. My, Your I, Honor, you know, I, I think that was an appropriate sentiment. I, I, I created this game for my friends. For my friends, and I just, I get removed from the bench. It's just a travesty. <laughs> okay. This is from Brainworms, uh, and she is tweeting out an article about uh, Republican objections to the Black National Anthem. <laughs> <laughs> because the person I want to hear opinion on this is Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> the white lady. It works at the Washington Post as thoughts. This is a manifestation of the MAGA resentment that the way they understood their country is being, quote-unquote, taken from them. In their concept, America is white and Christian, and every other group is a footnote, <laughs> peripheral to the majesty of, quote-unquote, real America. <laughs> that's that's a crazy take. <laughs> all right, Duncan. Okay, all right, Duncan. Okay. Some might say that's crazy. It's not as crazy as this. <laughs> Sherry Jacobus. Jenny Cohn, this is someone who came on her podcast. She has a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Jenny Cohn. Says January 6th committee 
maybe left Roger Stone alone because he led the 2000 Florida recount, Brooks Brothers riot, making Liz Cheney's dad vice president. We discuss her Roger Stone expose for blah, 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 blah. January 6th committee made a mistake leaving the stone unturned. She is saying, she is saying that Roger Stone was left off of the list of witnesses for January 6th, this January 6th committee, because he led the Brooks Brothers riot in Florida in 2020 that made Dick Cheney vice president and therefore Liz Cheney, their hero on the January 6th committee was secretly compromised by that fact. And that's the reason why Roger Stone didn't get indicted. This sounds more like something from Oliver Stone. This is like JFK <laughs> level conspiracy theory. But that's of you, 900 things going she on. She is saying she is saying that the Democrats were somehow hoodwinked by Liz Cheney on the January 6th committee to let Roger Stone skate because he did the Brooks Brothers riot in 2020 that stopped the recount in Florida that got Dick Cheney elected vice president. That, that's There's incredible. like six layers of insanity in there. And no intellectual consistency of like, like you said, Liz Cheney, their previous hero, now somehow like comprom some compromat has her as a double agent. It's the wildest shit you could ever imagine. It's the most complicated conspiracy <laughs> <laughs> that literally spans two decades. Round one, Sherry Jacobus. Let's go! Come on! Let's go! Dude, that is, that is, that is insane. That is just incredible. Incredible find. Oh, it feels good. Okay, round two, Challenger starts this one. Okay. I'm going to go with something a little different. As you know, Sherry is a special, <laughs> special person. <laughs> She's done a lot here. I found a tweet where she has done two misuses of the internet number one let me just read it and then i'll get into the misuses <laughs> terry power on facebook and then she's quoting i followed this chinese balloon for almost 200 miles only to eventually realize it was bird poop on my windshield and then it's a picture <laughs> am i allowed to show the picture yeah Definitely. It's just a picture of a windshield with bird shit on it. <laughs> so number one, Sherry Jacobus is a power user of Facebook <laughs> as well. Definitely believe that. But instead, <laughs> instead of just sharing the guy's article on Facebook, she has appropriated his content, credited him, and said, hey, folks here on Twitter, this is from a guy you don't fucking know on Facebook. <laughs> Number one. Number two, she retweeted herself. <laughs> That's incredible. That's that is that is certainly a misuse of the internet. It's incredible stuff. Let's hear from Jen Rubin. Jen Rubin retweeted very simply a cartoon. The cartoon am I allowed to show you? Absolutely. <clears throat> Roses are red, violets are blue, SCOTUS and red states making personal decisions for you. That was it's her. supposed to be a Valentine card, very pablum, and it's got like a 
You know, I'll even provide. Oh, can I see co- it? No, co- well, you got to co- you got to you have to provide it to the I'll defense. Provide, well, you don't, but I will uh, because <laughs> I'm a professional and I've been doing this a long time. Uh, see, there, there's supposed to be Supreme Court justices, mm. right? Yeah, uh, a very, I would say, average take in terms of whatever. She tweets it out as a standalone. Okay, genius. okay so i was like this is super weak i thought it was just like the image was sent out but then that she's like this is genius genius it's not it's not like this is funny uh ha 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 like i agree like sistine chapel genius kind of stuff this is the stuff they were talking founding fathers level round two homes So we go to round three. Holmes, you start. Okay, hold on. I gotta gather my thoughts here because I've got I've got Mike. I have to go in a different, a little different direction. I really thought Terry Power would have clinched it for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, the bird shit's compelling. Question. <laughs> you had it until genius. I'll say that. Genius. Um. <laughs> okay, this one is a little bit of an intellectual challenge. Uh, which I know Smug appreciates, particularly it's in his line of work. And I've custom, uh, you know, you gotta you gotta understand your judge and jury. Okay. The available data suggests Biden is actually making good on his bottom-up, middle-out vision. <laughs> per employment survey, of 11.5 million private sector jobs created, 9.3 or 81 percent were blue-collar manufacturing jobs or non-supervisory service jobs. Here's why this is fucking hilarious. One, all of these jobs existed pre-pandemic. These are the jobs who were most at risk from shutdown. They're the ones that did shut down. They were manufacturing jobs that actually did shut down from the from Trump administration through the first year of the Biden administration and just by virtue of pulling back on the shutdown they came back secondly the idea that what Biden has come up with here is a plan as bottom up middle out is that he's created a bunch of quote non-supervisory service jobs is a victory for this fucking country is unbelievable to me the fact, the fact that this woman is celebrating, literally celebrating, that we have jobs in the lowest level of employment and not a, a climb up the ladder. But, yeah, just saying that non-supervisory is basically these, this is not job where, where people's wages have increased or grown or, or, you know, becoming more robust. It's like, no. No, it's, it's, but, it's, but it's making good on his bottom-up middle out vision first of all that's the first time i've ever heard bottom up like is that something is that a thing i don't know she's come out clean clearly fetter it but the bottom line of this thing is what she's providing even if you were to take it at face value is terrible news incredible incredible all right let's hear from sherry that was too many words sherry doesn't require prose no, she sure doesn't. She doesn't require <laughs> policy or understanding. But you know Sherry's background here. She's, and I think this is important context. Uh, she, as we found out when we played Mad Libs last week, Sherry is taking care of some feral cats. 
that are living in the groundhog holes outside of her house. So she has a lot of awareness of adoption of pets and things of that nature. There's a tweet from The Hill that says, uh, first infant in Kentucky surrendered anonymously at, quote, baby box. These are, uh, you know, basically amnesty zones for surrendering a child, like at fire stations and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this has been a policy that's come through a couple of, couple of places here. It's requiring a lot of lead up, I'll be honest. Sherry quote tweets it and says, but is it a no-kill shelter? <laughs> wow! <laughs> now you understand the buildup. Insane take. I feel like <laughs> that's how you sell a tweet. I feel like I feel like to be honest with you, I feel like Fair Sherry's somewhat of a cheat code with Smug. I'm like lightheaded after you. <laughs> I feel like Sherry's a cheat code because you're not going to get that anywhere else. I mean, that's just like an orbital strike. I got to give this one. That's new champion, Sherry Jacobus. You're not ever going to get anything like that. And then Smug is very responsive to pure jackass. I knew. Look, I had some other tweets to go with, but the, the pump had been primed from last week. So I knew I had to fire that nuke in the third. I mean, that was, uh, I mean, I can't say enough. That was completely bonkers. It was bonkers, and I had no chance. I will say, oh I, I, <laughs> <laughs> no kill shelter. That's <laughs> <laughs> just psychotic. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, again. I ha- I've had the rules changed on me, and I'm dealing with different stuff here. Mm. Everyone knows that Sherry Mashery is the best possible play for Smug, and and I asked you before we played, did Sherry go last? Does she have to sit out a week? I still don't know the answer to that. Duncan but, didn't play her last week. I didn't play her last week. But, but that, that, that was the point. The is rule it, is you can't play the same person. He said that he didn't care whether she was uh, up next <laughs> week or not. He was going to play her no matter what. And I don't know. I, you may have the played somebody else. The law states very clearly. Yeah. I, I'm but a new... Duncan played her last week. He, he couldn't play her now. Hold on. What's a new player. What, but your, your ruling is no matter what, <clears throat> if a player who hadn't played the week before can play the same person? Unless they're the champion. You, you have to change it up. This has been the rule since day one. Oh, Jesus. You should go back and review. Well, this is, this maybe is, you'd won. This is a new... This maybe, is, you, maybe if you knew the rules, you'd be judging. Well, maybe... <laughs> Maybe this is an unprecedented situation because of my unparalleled success. <laughs> it's a kangaroo call. <laughs> I got to say, absolutely outstanding work. Duncan deserves a crown for that one. Um, who else deserves the crown is our listeners. Thank you so much to all of you. We hope you've enjoyed this game spectacular. It was basically a gift to thank you so much for listening. So until next time, minions, keep the faith, hold the line, and own the lids. We'll see you on Thursday. Stay ruthless.